Why, hello there. Um, Just before we get into things, I should warn you that the following podcast contains strong language. And if you are easily offended, probably best to switch off now. Hello, and welcome to that in-between moment. Look, we're going to do things slightly differently this time. Instead of going around the virtual room and each telling our own stories, um, we're actually all going to tell the same story. But you will notice slight differences, and that's because we kind of all went out on the one night out, but we all had slightly different experiences. So we've done this once before, uh, a few weeks back, where we were talking about Hastings. Uh, This is actually Hastings Part 2, so I think this is like two years on from that, but um, don't quote me on that. So, I hope you enjoy. Okay, so Hastings Part 2. And I think actually, I think this was actually the third trip we went down on. Um, so some might class it as part three, um, but I, I think it's fair to say uh, the second trip we went on was a lot more low key. So we're reclassifying this one as Hastings part two. And it started in your normal fashion. We all met up, uh, got in a, the, the cars and drove down in Ames for the beach. And all the way down, it was very overcast. I remember us trying to judge to see if the cloud coverage was going to go over the beach because um, obviously we were worried it would, would rain. Um, we did get down there and we did get sort of, I think, an hour or so uh, on the beach before it did, in fact, uh, start to chuck it down. So we soon made our way back to the cars and off to where we were staying in the van. And of course, on the way, we stopped off um, and bought supplies. So liquor, um, mixer, and I think we got frozen pizzas or fresh pizzas because of the rain, we couldn't do a barbecue. So then once we're back in the van, obviously we unload, um, everyone decides where they're sleeping and then the oven's on and we're cooking pizzas and, and drinks flowing. And, you know, we're, we're all sitting around chatting and before too long, like last time, we're all talking shit. Now, I think at this point, and it's hard to say because we have been on so many different trips down there, but I believe this was the same time. Um, I was sat on the sofa with uh, our friend Lee and there was the ring bearer Hardin near us and he was talking about a girl he was seeing or dating uh, I'm not too sure I don't know if he's sure to be honest but anyway he was talking about her and I remember I think it was Lee asked the question of yeah but do you love her uh, straight to Hardin and Hardin took a split second which is all it's just something you don't do when you're around a big group of friends who've been drinking you don't take a split second to answer a question like that because they will take advantage and we did take advantage more importantly Lee took advantage because he did take a split second to answer and Lee straight away went you're not denying it so you must love her and then of course with any question we asked Hardin especially around the girl he was seeing we would immediately reply with yeah but you love her don't you Hardin and that was the theme throughout uh, the drinking session um, and, and throughout the night I believe so we're all drinking. At this point, I think I think I started to go, do you know what? I'm going to have a bit of vodka and white wine. I think it was me. Um, it's hard to say. Obviously, everyone else declined it, uh, except for Steve-O, who felt he he was ready to, to, to taste a drink. And I can't remember if Steve-O, because I was in a bad state the last trip, I can't remember if Steve-O was there. Um, I believe he was on the first trip, but if not, this was probably the first time he's actually uh, drunk from this trip. Uh, this drink um, so yeah it was me and Steve-O on this um, for the pre-drink before the night out and then before too long we're all kind of like going off to to grab our shower there's a lovely picture of Ad going to 
go have a shower he's obviously just in his boxes but they're being pulled down to almost like his ankles um, and in the picture all you can see is ad kind of bending down so you can see his ass uh, trying to pick his boxes up but like a load of hands there's like four or five hands grabbing hold of his boxes to pull them down as he's trying to make his way to the shower um, and before too long i'm also uh starting need to go to the shower so i'm in there this time i do remember it i'm like the last trip my shower change um i think it's fair to say at this point the alcohol had started to take effect on some of us more than others I came out to find um, the pole which holds up the curtains above the window in the caravan in like the main area had been pulled down. Um, this was while I was having a shower. And it seems that Steve-O thought he would give one of the guys a, a lap dance, as you do, and he thought he would use that to kind of hang on to. Um, unfortunately, it didn't take his weight and it fell down um, on, on the chap who was receiving the lap dance. So at that point, I kind of felt things had started to up a gear. But again, didn't think too much of it. You know, these things happen when we, we have a few drinks, you know, little things like that. So um, before too long, we're all re ready to go and, and, and get in the cabs, which we do. Um, head to Hastings. We didn't go and watch a football match. There wasn't anything like that on this time. We just went straight, straight to what I believe was the O'Neills, or actually, no, I lied, Weatherspoons. We, we went to the Weatherspoons, had a few drinks there. And then we hit kind of like it has a very mini strip. I don't even know if you can call it a strip, but there's a few bars. And from memory, I think we went into one or two and then into a club um, and spent the night there. Um, again, from there, we then got back into the cab, back to the van, and I... I think I went straight to bed. Um, I believe I did. Um, there's a picture, and it's all I remember really. There's a picture of me out on um, the veranda of the caravan in the morning, um, just in my boxes, laying on my back, which I kind of rem remember waking up there. Uh, I believe I went to bed, and then for whatever reason got out and decided to lay out there. I don't know what time that was. I believe it was in the early hours of the morning. I think some people think I slept out there all night. I couldn't tell you. Um, obviously, the alcohol had taken its toll. It's fair to say it hadn't taken its toll as much as it did the first time. So I guess I was lucky. And I've been told I was on good form all night. However, there's a few people who you're going to hear up next who I think will have a slightly different um, story to tell from that night. So it's important to note that the reason that we don't go to Hastings anymore is because of me and what happened at Hastings, but more on that later. Now, it's important to tell you that before Hastings, I'd been on a very, very, very long residential with the school that I'd worked at. Um, so no sleep and a random concoction of alcohol is the reason things went awry for me. I went to Jarman's on the Saturday, we drove up together, as I said I was very very tired but regardless I decided to crack on. We got to the caravan, um, we had a lovely barbecue and uh, I'd had a few beers before that but I was feeling fine um, but then Jarman decided that it was time to seal my fate. Um, he decided it would be a good idea to mix wine with vodka in one big bowl. Now, contrary to my better judgment, I thought this sounded like a great idea and just decided I'd go balls deep with it. 
everyone else said it was a bad idea, but listen, I had immense respect for Jarman's abilities as a drinker, so I thought I'm going to try and keep up with him today. That was my first mistake. I think probably me and Jarman must have drank half of that wine and vodka concoction totally on our own. And um, I didn't realise how drunk I was until I got as drunk as I got. Um, In terms of memories, they're very, very limited, but I'll try and uh, tell you the gaps that only I can fill in myself. And hopefully, when uh, I hear the rest of this um, ad, who, can I just say, is an absolute hero, will be able to fill in the rest. So what do I remember after getting as drunk as I got? Um, My first and probably most vivid recollection... Um, was me deciding that Lee looked sexy enough to give a lap dance to. So after having a shower um, and being just in a towel, I decided I was going to give Lee a lap dance while he was sat on one of the chairs in the caravan. I climbed up on the caravan um, and then started to violently thrust my midriff into Lee's face. Um, in order to steady myself, because as I said, I had drunk a lot of wine and vodka by that time, I grabbed hold of a curtain rail, and it didn't test the structural strength of the curtain rail, and the curtain rail snapped. Now, this is the reason why we are not allowed to go to Hastings again, because I completely wrecked the fucking caravan. Um, and Jarman's parents rightly said that if your parents are going to get in, that, if your friends are going to get in that much of a state then they're not allowed to come here anymore and for that I apologise to everyone who enjoyed the Hastings chips as much as I did I'm sorry I don't think I've ever apologised for that before but here it is, enjoy it it seldom happens and probably won't happen again for a very very long time anyway after the lap dance which may I add was fantastic um, things go very 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 foggy I don't remember getting in the taxi to Hastings Um, I don't remember not getting into the first three pubs we tried to get me into. I literally remember spots of the night. So, I remember uh, walking through a tunnel where the tunnel was and why I was in the tunnel, I don't know. Um, I just remember Ad kind of going, Steve-O, come back, Steve-O, come back, because, as I said, Ad was a hero. So, Ad didn't let me wander around Hastings completely on my own, he decided he was going to not go into the club and he was going to follow me around on my drunken adventure for half an hour Um, I remember literally commando style sliding through a set of railings onto a beach um, and had happened to drag me off the beach through fear of me walking into the sea and drowning And I also remember finding some ungodly strength and pulling a concrete railing out of the floor. I don't know how I did it. I don't know why I did it. I just told me I did it. And I've never been able to find such strength again. Um, What came next was Ad managed to drag me to near the bar where we were. a street pastor got very, very concerned for my safety and gave me a bottle of water, which I took a few swigs of. And I then proceeded to pass out on a bench for about 45 minutes to an hour. 
when I awoke, um, Ad was sat next to me. I had a street pastor looking over me, checking up on my well-being. But what really frustrated Ad the most, um, and probably most other people, was that after about 45 minutes to an hour nap, I'd rallied and I felt great. And after a few more glugs of free street pasta water, I managed to get back into uh, the club that everyone had finished the night in. Um, I didn't drink, trust me, I didn't drink. Um, I just felt a little bit silly, which again, only happens very rarely, so make the most of it, guys. Um, and then I finished the night with all the boys, but um, people assure me it was a great night. People assure me that I was in absolute state, and I guess I'll just have to take the word from it, but judging from my complete lack of recollections from the evening at hand, um, I must have been absolutely off my face and I don't think I've ever been that drunk before okay maybe once but that's only the second time I've got that drunk and um, I was a lot younger then so I don't think it's worth a hangover to ever get that drunk again but that was my experience of Hastings Mark II the day that I went to Hastings and I didn't thank you all for listening Um, just a quick additional disclaimer. Um, after hearing a couple of other people's statements, um, I've realised that in my statement I said we had a lovely barbecue. We didn't. We definitely just got pizzas and snacks and ate those while I drank the, the wine and vodka. So clearly the beers that I'd had before the wine and vodka had considerably more of an effect on me than I thought. Yes, that's my disclaimer. Right, so you've heard Steve-O's uh, version of the uh, night out, and you've heard John's, so this is my version. Right, so now we get to Dan Hastings about the same time as we did last year, probably about 2, 2.30. Go down to the beach, weather's a bit crap, so we only stay there for a little bit, and the weather's horrendous, so we just go back. Go back to the caravan, you know, just chill out, as we did last time. I think somebody got a barbecue on. There's a pretty funny picture of Lee just getting out of the shower, all standing by the window. So we get the barbecue on, get some food going. And uh, I get in the shower and I have um, go for a shower and I've forgotten my towel. So I'm coming out and uh, there's a funny picture of, I think Jarman said it in his bit, there's a funny picture of me like running away while everyone's trying to pull my boxes off. Uh, it's pretty funny, I managed to escape. And then just jumped in the shower. Uh, had a shower, um, and I come out, and then somebody's making another concoction. Uh, I think Jarman's making the same concoctions last year, the vodka and the wine. And uh, being as I was the uh, recipient of it last year, I thought well, I'll give it a miss this time. Anyway, um, and I think it's only Jarman and Stevo, the ones that are cracking on and going drinking it heavily. And uh, everybody else is like, gotta give that a miss because remember what happened last year. And I'm saying to Steve O, like, you sure you want to do this, mate? You know, remember what happened to me last year and leave it out, give it a miss. Anyway, time ticks on and uh, Steve O, um, he's getting a little bit worse for wear. And he, uh, give Lee, giving Lee a lap dance and he, um, he uh, breaks the curtain rail on the. Um, 
kitchen, front room. Uh, so the sh- completely uh, kitchen rail completely shatters, and um, and the uh, the curtain rail is completely done. And annoyingly, I was supposed to have the room. Me and Steve, I was supposed to have the room um, in the caravan, but because. I was with him and he was basically my problem that night. I had to share with him in the front room without any without any curtain, without any this, that, or the other. So I was sitting in the... Uh, I had to end up sleeping with, like, blaring light going in. Anyway, a few more drinks go on. Get in the cab like we did last time. Steve, I sit in the cab. He's a little bit of sway. Swaying this, that, and the other. Back and forth. We get to a Weatherspoons just for a few drinks to go before we go to the club or whatever. And he is uh, he's leaning up against the post. Uh, like, Steve, you're right, mate. He's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. So we go up to the bouncer and the bouncer's like, this guy's not coming in. Sorry, mate. And everyone's like, Ad, he's, you know, he's, he's your best mate. You look after him and you take care of him. So anyway, that begins like a three-hour odyssey of me looking after Steve-O. So I take him down to the beach. I'm basically just saying to him, like, mate, this is what I did when I was in this state. So we uh, took a walk down to the beach. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm this, that, you know, I'm all right. Fuck off, I'm fine. Um, so then we, I took him to, uh, took him down to the seafront to get a bit of sea air. Uh, walked, I walked off to, he walked off away from me about three or four times. I went to this cafe. I said to him, just wait here, mate. I'll go and get you a black coffee. So I went to go get a black coffee. Um, and he'd, uh, he'd wandered off on the beach. And we found out the day after, he'd, I think he'd like thrown his phone on the beach or something. He had a Samsung, he lost his Samsung S5. And he'd, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd completely lost his phone. And then I uh, come back to go looked on the beach where he said it was he, where I first saw him, and he he started uh, wandering off again. So I'm asking these people, uh, what's going on? Uh, have you seen this guy? A bit drunk, short, brown hair, and he he walked off about 200 yards down the road to this uh, old war memorial thing. So I found him there. I said, mate, just drink this black coffee. That should help you sort it out. Um, and I think he drank half of it. And he like uh, he just threw the rest, uh, threw the rest at, at, in the bin. And he's like, "What are you doing that for?" And he's like, got this weird sense of like bravado or whatever. And we carry on walking, and we see this um, metal fence in these concrete blocks. For some reason, he's just decided to rip it, tried to rip the uh, fence out of the concrete blocks. So he's picking up this concrete fence, ripping it out, and throwing it. Thinking he's got like mong strength because he's uh, he's had a few too many drinks. So yeah, he does that and you know fucks around and nearly nearly hurts his back in doing it. And then we and then for some reason we st- we walk, we uh, he's just decided to stumble off and we walk through this little this pu- tunnel and pathway and then he's like yeah just go on let's go for a walk and then we end up walking down these back streets that lead to the middle of nowhere. I'm like, wait, what, where are you going, mate? What are you doing? What's down here? He's like, oh no, it's down here, it's down here. And so eventually I just have to say to him, mate, listen, what are you doing? Let's just go back into town. They go back into town and then we see these uh, street pastors and they start to give, see that he's in a bit of a bad way. 
and they uh, they give him a um, a few bottles of water to try and sort him out. So there's the bottles of water, and then we go down. And it's just like oh, I'm just gonna we go and sit down on the bench. He's like I'm just gonna have sit down here and have a little nap. So he's sitting down on uh, the bench and he's asleep for about 40, 45 minutes. And um, yeah, I'm just sitting there like, oh, our mate's a bit, bit, <laughs> a bit worse for wear. He's just having a rest. And luckily, no police uh, came through, thankfully. But so he sits there, and then um, after the 45 minutes sleep, he's completely like, you think he'd still be a bit drunk, he'd still be a bit this and that. He wakes up and he's completely fine. Like the sleep had completely sobered him up. And then the rest of the night we just went to. I think we we then woke up and went into this uh, a Yates's, the bar. And then yeah, the rest of the night goes on. A few beers. Took a picture of him while he was asleep. Just sent to the others as a bit of a joke. Uh, come back. Night after the night out, just went and slept on the. Um, just what slept in the front room with a turn, torn down curtain. Uh, had a shit night's sleep, obviously. Um, woke up and then uh, Steve Ho was right as rain. And then there's this funny picture of Jarman asleep, uh, just like completely passed out, out of his, uh, off his, like completely hanging out of his ass on his own deck. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I remember from that night out babysitting for most of it but you know still a pretty good weekend yeah so thanks for listening okay so there you have it um all three of us were on the same weekend away um, but we all kind of have a slightly different night you know from my end it's kind of very similar to the last time i just don't remember a lot of the night nothing really stands out in terms of you know anything happening um, and then of course i wake up pretty much bollock naked outside of outside from where we're staying and then you've got steve obviously had a very similar experience to poor ad um, and ad bless him you know to his credit he he, he stayed with steve-o and, and looked after him so look we normally end on a, a song that reminds of us of that story or that era or whatever we're discussing um i think at the time coldplay had released a head full of dreams that album which is fantastic very hard to pick just one song but i think i'm going to pick him for the weekend because i believe that was kind of the big song around that time i also think they were at glastonbury that year but again i might have got my dates mixed up either way it's a great tune so that's going to come up if you're listening on anchor you'll hear a short snippet but if you're listening on any other uh podcast streamer unfortunately you won't so until next time bye bye Yay!